0: Hey beautiful, this is Tara. Welcome to The Midlife Wake Up, the podcast where we have conversations about creating change in our lives, one wake up call at a time. Because there comes a time in everyone's life when you question what it's all about, how you're living, and who you've become. Life is precious and it goes by quickly. So let's make sure we're really living true to ourselves and creating exactly what we want to experience. It's time to wake up and live. And welcome back to this episode of The Midlife Wake Up. I am so excited that you're here. And this episode, I'm sharing my skin cancer story. And this took place recently in the last six months or so. And it's such an important topic, not only because of my professional experience as an esthetician for the last 20 years and my personal interest in skincare but also because it has to do with our health, our well-being, our longevity, and life. And it's serious and it's necessary. And honestly, what bigger wake-up call could we have than our well-being and the well-being of our body? And so this was one of the culminating factors. I've had many wake-up calls over my life, but this like I said, is really recent. And this was one of the culminating factors that just really woke me up and really gave me so much clarity in exactly how I'm being in my life. So I'm really excited to share this story with you today. It is important, like I said, but any time that we experience any kind of physical illness that is like a cancer or something really serious, it's definitely a time to take an analysis of your life, how you're living it, what exactly you're doing to contribute to possibly the illness in your body, and just kind of just kind of get an overall sense, kind of get yourself out of the motions, which obviously I've had a lot and I'll share with you, but it's really important to get yourself up to like a macro level of life and Take a look at the overall, you know, what are you doing overall? And this is, you know, one of the things that spurred on my development of this podcast. So I'm really excited to share it with you and I hope that you get a lot out of it. So I also have a gift for you at the end of the show. So make sure you get that because I know you're going to love it. So I want to share my story because of my experience with skin. I've been taking care of my skin with top of the line products that invest in ingredient technology, high potency ingredients, years of product development and research. They're professional grade or pharmaceutical grade, medical grade ingredients and products. They're just, they're highly concentrated and they're not full of fluff and fillers. And they really do change the health and overall wellness of the skin. And I've been using these kinds of products for over 20 years now. So from various different lines, I'm not married to one line or another. I'm definitely one that is that likes to see results. I like to see clean ingredients. And this is part of my professional background. So I've worked with thousands of clients. I've worked with so many product lines. And I want to use the best of myself and the best for my clients. And I've also protected my skin consistently since... I was in my late teens, early 20s, when I got into the spa industry and began working at a high-end day spa. So I ended up getting a job at a high-end day spa when I was taking a break from going to university and fell in love with it. I fell in love with the transformation that people could get. People would walk in our door and they would leave like a different person. They were so relaxed. They were so well. Everything, their, you know, their bodies felt better. Their spirit felt better, and I just was in awe of this. It was like almost magical, but it was a really holistic, beautiful space. We were on the Monterey Bay, so we had a gorgeous location, and also a really holistic environment with wonderful people working there. As life has it, I had this beautiful experience where I got this job, and over the few years that I worked there, I ended up working myself up to... Directing the entire operation, uh, so I did fall in love with it so much that I decided to go to aesthetic school. I was really interested in skincare. I sat in in all the trainings with all my staff, um, both for the skincare side and the massage side. So I learned a lot during those years. But I wanted to go to aesthetic school because it was fascinating to me. I really enjoyed it, and also I wanted to own my own spa someday. So I ended up doing something a little different than a traditional spa. But during that time, after I got out of school, I worked at high-end day spas. I did education and training for companies, and I owned my own private skincare practices. And eventually, I owned my own full women's boutique and spa services. So it was a full beauty boutique. Think anthropology with beauty services. It was fabulous. But basically, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I've spent my career working with the best of the industry, and for me to get a skin cancer diagnosis was really shocking because of how I've treated my skin for the last 20 years and how I've protected it, how I've treated it with various products and facials and treatments, and always wearing sunscreen and a hat. So... For me, it was it was just like, how could this possibly happen? And the answer is the damage that I did in my youth. As a kid growing up in Southern California, at the time, it was all about being tan, having color and looking sun-kissed. I wanted to be a pretty girl, and I didn't feel like I was really considered to be a pretty girl in school. And you know, you're not supposed to get sunburned, but... I've always been really strong-willed and determined, and unfortunately, I wasn't listening. And I would do it anyway as a teenager to try and get that glow, to try and do something to get myself to feel a little bit more beautiful or to, to match that ideal of beauty, which, you know, is really looking back on that and doing some inner child work that I've done over the years, it's so sad to me that I compromised my health in, you know, for vanity, really, or for trying to fit in instead of just honoring myself and the person I was born to be and the body I was born to be in. And so that's something that I think that we all really need to work on and heal because doing things like this that are damaging to our health that we really have no clue, especially as young people, we really have no clue the detriment that it can create for ourselves. That's really important for us to help educate our youth on and really be the good, supportive women role models that, that these girls can look up to and say, I don't need to fall into this ideal. I can be the beauty that is unique to me. So anyway, I didn't really tan, but I would intentionally lay out to get a tan. And I, I even remember thinking and hearing and saying at times that oh this is the first sunburn of the season this is this is your foundation so from that point on you would get better color so it would be like the sunburn was okay the sunburn was acceptable because it was the first one of the season when you when when the weather started to get warmer and that is so uncool <laughs> you know i could just kick myself right now these vanity and trends you know they're just they have to stop so we as women must just stand up to this and stop this. And this is something that's really important to me to educate young people about. But as I got older and I started to drive, I had a sunroof in my first car and I would use that baby all of the time. And because of that, I had really intense sun damage on my forehead over doing that for a couple years. Thankfully I was able to correct that sun damage with skincare products and I've helped other people to do that too, but the damage was done and it was already there. You know, the pigmentation was gone, I've wiped that out, but the damage was there and that's what showed up for me last year. You know, that what that's what showed up for me as a skin cancer. Now, when you correct sun damage, you're more susceptible to it coming back, so it's really really important to protect the skin. Wear a hat, and that's what I did every day for 20 years. I, I use sunscreen, wear a hat if I was outside, and I still do. It's like it's part of my skincare regimen. And I do have the lighter skin that burns easily, it always has, and I have a lot of moles. So, this is just the way my skin has always been, and there's never really been a problem with them. I've had some removed here or there, really for aesthetic purposes. And I did have a few precancerous spots, maybe two. And that really freaked me out. And that was in my mid thirties. I'm in my early forties right now, but that was in my mid-thirties. And it just it seemed like kind of a no big deal at the dermatologist office when that was when that happened. So I've always kept up with my appointments and my skin checkups, especially as I've gotten older. In around the spring of 2021, I noticed a spot on my forehead and it was a mole and it had some flaky dry skin underneath it. And it was springtime, so the weather's changing and all of these factors affect our skin. So being outside more, the weather changes, using a heater or not, any kind of time you use different skincare products or switch up your treatments so much affects our skin. And our skin also goes through changes throughout the month based on extrinsic factors as well. And it goes through changes with intrinsic factors. So think of diet, water intake, stress, exercise, sleep, hormones, etc. And throughout the month, it's typical for people's skin condition to change. So there's times that my skin is a little bit more dry or times that it feels like a little bit more oily. And that's totally normal because there's so many different things going on with our body all throughout the month. And then there's so many different things going on in our environment all throughout the month and as the seasons change and et cetera. So for me to see some flakiness on my skin was not totally out of the ordinary at all. Because we can all have dry, dehydrated spots from time to time. So I sloughed it off and used my normal products, hydrated my skin, and was on my way. But I noticed that it wasn't really healing or getting better. And I noticed that underneath the mold, the spot, it was still a little dry and irritated. And at one point, it got like, little bleedy like there was something there was something wrong something totally different so I waited for it to heal maybe over a two-week period or a week or so but it never really did not all the way so I made an appointment with a dermatologist which actually took a few months to even get which is so ridiculous but is what it is and I waited so the appointment came and my doctor looked at it and she removed it which was easy and she sent it to the lab for testing. And the result came back the following week, and it was a basal cell carcinoma, which is a skin cancer. Now, on the range of skin cancers, from mild to full-fledged, it's kind of towards the beginning. There's basal cell carcinoma, there's squamous cell carcinoma, and then there's melanoma. So thankfully, I wasn't anywhere near that side, but to hear the fact that I had a basal cell carcinoma, on my skin was really serious for me, especially after I've treated my skin the way I have for so long, the way I just explained to you. So after my appointment with this diagnosis, I was referred to the Mohs surgery department, which took another few months to get the appointment. So if you've ever experienced anything like this and the the waiting time, you know, and you're sitting there and you're like, I have cancer cells on my body and I have to wait. And so just just that is a little intense in itself and it's a little scary in itself. But I felt confident in the fact that my dermatologist told me that if she ever had anything that she needed to have either removed on her skin or if she needed any kind of work done on her skin, if she, you know, accident or whatnot, she would want these people to be taking care of her face because they have fantastic training, like top-of-the-line, cream-of-the-crop training. They train with plastic surgeons, and in many cases, they actually train plastic surgeons. So they're masters of their craft. They're absolutely, like, the highest level. So I felt really secure with her recommendation and felt a lot of trust in that. But while I waited for my appointment, another spot popped up in a totally different place on the side of my face and it was totally different. So now here's two spots. So this spot wasn't a mole at all. It was like normal skin and it turned into a little raised flat spot that was kind of pink. And I washed it for a week or so and it changed a lot during that time. And it grew and then it got flat again. It it just wasn't normal and so of course my red flags were already up from this other spot so I contacted my dermatologist told her about this new situation and by now a few months had passed I had my mo's surgery appointment the following week so thankfully she got me squeezed in checked out she couldn't exactly tell she wasn't sure so she just removed it just in case so the following week I received the results back for this brand new spot that popped up and literally changed over the course of a week or two. And it was another basal cell carcinoma. So now, within a matter of months, I have two basal cell carcinoma spots. Thankfully, it happened when it did because the most surgery could take care of both spots at once, and that was kind of a blessing in disguise, but still, it was really scary for me to have these two spots on my skin. These two spots that just appeared so quickly and kind of out of nowhere and again thinking back over my history I've been working on taking very excellent care of my skin for over 20 years anyway at the end of the week I had my Moe's surgery and it was outpatient they said I could drive myself there and home plus nobody could really go in with me so there was that and they also didn't know how long it would take because of the way the procedure works Now I will say I wasn't prepared for what was to come. And honestly, I think that's kind of intentional because the doctors probably don't wanna scare you or have you be a nervous wreck. So I really didn't know what was to come. I mean, I literally sat in the car and recorded a video and I actually said, I don't know why they're calling this a surgery. I literally thought it was going to be just like they do in the doctor's office but taking a little more than they did before. And if you've ever had a spot removed at the dermatologist or general practitioner's office, you know that they numb the area, they take it off, or it's like a shave procedure. I mean, they take it off, it's real superficial, it heals really quickly, and it's like it's no big deal. Well, I was about to be shocked because this was definitely a surgery. Now I go in, I have my own room, which was really nice and the doctor and nurse were very kind, very good. So the process goes like this when you have a Mohs surgery. They take a little bit of the tissue at a time, and then they take the samples back to a microscope to take a look at the margins and see if they've removed all of the cancer cells. If they have, then you're done, and if they haven't, then they go and they take more. And of course, they numb you so you don't feel anything. And while they're checking on the microscope, you wait, You're you're covered, you're bandaged, and you just try and just lay there and relax, which, you know, was fine. But when they have to, you know, check the margins and then they come back and they can do more. So when they they had to do this twice with a smaller spot that was the more recent spot on the side of my face, and they had to do it three times with a larger spot that had been on my forehead. Now here comes the part that was so intense. Now the doctor knew through chit chat that I had been in aesthetics for 20 years and we both lived and worked in San Diego for a while, et cetera. So he, he had this rapport. We had this rapport together and he asked me if I wanted to see so I could discuss with him the plan to stitch me up, which I appreciated. So after they had, you know, gone back and forth and then they found they figured out that they took everything, it was all ready to be done. So they gave me a mirror and what I saw was so difficult to see. They took so much more than I ever thought or anticipated. And there were literally holes in my head. And they were huge and they were deep. It was not superficial by any means. And the larger one, the spot on my forehead, was a bit larger than a quarter. I mean, maybe like a 50-cent piece if you're in the States. So it's quite large. And the smaller spot was a bit larger than a nickel or maybe a quarter size. But they were pretty significant. And it took so much of myself to keep it together and not break down right there on the table. And I couldn't look for very long and see myself like that. It was so difficult to see myself like that. And even now, my heart rate's a little racy, and I feel like a little choked up. My energy feels a little heightened. But we discussed it, and he he basically did like a mini facelift technique to close the holes up and there was a good amount of healing process ahead of me and it would take around 6 months for the muscles to heal underneath so this is what he told me it was just so hard to see myself like this and you know it's hard for anyone who has been through a traumatic experience with their physical body you know seeing yourself disheveled or injured it's just so impactful and emotional And it can be really traumatizing. So I left with care instructions, over-the-counter pain medicines, and I kept it together enough until I got to my car. And I just completely broke down. I cried so hard. I was so scared from what I just saw and what I just went through and what the next weeks were going to look like and how I was going to heal. It just all came crashing down on me. And I was so upset and emotionally affected by it that I probably shouldn't have driven myself home, but I was fine. I was able to pull it together and do it. When I got home, the pain began and the pain was intense. Now this is coming from somebody with a really high pain tolerance. And after having three babies, I didn't take any pain medicine for the birth of my babies. And that healing, you know, that that took, that was another story. That's a totally different story. Um, I have some birth stories, but anyway, I, I didn't come home and take pain medicine after I left the hospital. And this, this, I had to keep ahead of the pain medicine. And that was alternated every few hours for about two weeks. So it was intensely painful. It was so traumatic in many ways. It was just so intense. And seeing myself in that way, seeing, seeing that, I will never get that image out of my head. You know, the pain, the healing. I couldn't laugh or make any faces or use my eyebrows or forehead because the pain of it, it was just so intense. And I had to hold my fingers on my forehead if I laughed or sneezed because that was, you know, would pull, it would enact the muscles, it would pull them down, and that was just so painful. It was, whew, sneezing was the worst. (laughs) So I was bandaged for weeks. The healing process was morning and night thing to attend to, and because they were on my face, well, I really would have done it if it was anywhere, but I wanted to give myself the absolute best healing chance possible. So I kept myself covered and it took about six weeks. Now, my skin is still recovering. This is four months later when I'm recording this. And the smaller spot looks great. It's also kind of tucked in my hairline just a touch, so that helps. But the larger spot is still healing. It's closed on the outside, but underneath it's still healing. And it's been almost four, it's been almost five months now. I still can't feel... Around both areas, they still feel numb, especially in the larger spot that was on my forehead. So, you know, I'm definitely hopeful that I won't have any more of these spots, but I will be getting checked much more often than once a year. And you know, through this lesson, I will definitely keep on top of any changes in my skin. And if they happen, I will be going in right away because honestly, I don't want to go through what I went through again. It was intense. It was pretty scary to see myself in that way. But, you know, thankfully, I have the experience and know what it entails if I do have to go through it again. And, you know, the other thing that I have a lot of respect for is that the doctor gave me the opportunity to say yes or no. I I didn't have to see. But even though it was so intense for me to see that and to see myself in that way, I'm so glad that I was able to because then I really understood the seriousness. I really understood the heal, you know, what was to come, the healing process that was going to come, because I, I saw what it was. And I think that so often we're afraid of how intense something can be in the reality or how something can look. But when we face it and we go through it, and we experience it, and we just accept it. We're able to approach it with a deeper understanding and a much more, just a deeper level of respect, a deeper level of respect for what we've just gone through, a deeper level of respect for how, how important it is to make changes. And, you know, for me, I really wonder because there couldn't have been much else that I could have changed over the last 20 years. So you know, I really wonder if I had not used all of the amazing products that I've been using for so long, if my skin would have had these issues earlier in life, or if they would have been more prevalent, more intense, or even having more spots. Because a big part of products that I believe in, and a big part of my strategy for people's skincare is using antioxidants, high potency antioxidants. And I've been using these for years. And antioxidants combat free radical damage. Free radical damage leads to premature aging and the decomposition of cells and cancer. And free radical damage is due to many things, but most intensely is sun damage. And because I did what I did in my youth, because I did what I did in my teenage years, there was free radical damage in my skin. But because I used high quality, high intensity products for over 20 years with high antioxidants, those were combating all that free radical damage that I had done. And I still received this diagnosis. I still had these two skin cancer spots. So I share this story not to scare anyone, but to educate and share my story that it's really important the way we treat our skin. And if you've done anything in your youth that's similar to this, then it's very important for you to utilize products that are going to give you results, not only so your skin can look and feel beautiful, but also for the health and well-being of your skin. Had I not been using those potent products, I don't know what the state of my skin would have been and I'm so thankful that my path had led me into a day spa in my late teens and 20s and that changed the trajectory of my career from corporate law to wellness and well-being and I'm so grateful to my dedication to being a lifelong student of this art and craft and technology and science and a practicing esthetician for over 20 years who has dedicated herself to results-oriented skincare and constantly learning what's best, what's on the market, how to take care of my skin and heal it and combat the damage that has been done, and doing that same thing for my clients. So the takeaways that I want to leave you with is you know, protecting your skin is a lifelong commitment. It is so important to do all through your life. Using ingredients to boost the health of your skin is so, so important. And when you're using products that are going to be doing something like lightening pigmentation or chemically exfoliating your skin, you must protect your skin even more because your skin is even more susceptible to damage. Now make sure you get your skin checkups. You know, if you see anything changing, don't wait. Don't wait. It's not worth it get your skin checkups. Go right away. Follow your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, go right away. So important. And you know, now that I have had skin cancer or and cancer cells in my body and on my body, you know, that was a wake-up call in itself. Now, what else can I do? How else can I take care of myself even more so because even though they weren't systemic, even though they were localized cancer cells, it still doesn't feel good that they were on my body. That doesn't feel good to me. So, you know, taking an analysis of myself, well, what else can I do for my nutrition? How else can I get better sleep? How else can I lower my stress and do the things that help me to manage my stress consistently like yoga and meditation and exercising more? Because that is so important. And these are the wake up calls that we have to make the changes that we need. Now, I want to gift you a free video class called The Three Steps to Create Glowing Gorgeous Skin in Your Skincare Regimen. It's informative, it's fun, and I guarantee you're gonna love it. Now, in this class, I teach you how to achieve glowing skin. But if you're ready to work with me further on your skin and you have goals that you want to work on and have the skin of your dreams that is healthy, that is balanced, that makes you feel beautiful, and also that you're taking good care of yourself, then I would love to help you. I have courses designed for your specific skincare needs, like Skincare Like a Pro that teaches you the foundational knowledge of skincare, and Savvy Skincare Solutions that are targeted trainings for your specific skincare goals, like anti-aging, acne and breakouts, and pigmentation. So visit terramanacom forward slash skincare, and you will see all of those there. But if you want more skincare lessons via my monthly masterclasses, private community, and with question and answer calls, then my monthly membership, Skincare Like a Pro Members Club, is going to be the place for you. Now, a lot of times we need that foundational knowledge first, so I recommend you going through one of my courses And definitely adding the membership because that's where you get continued support and continued education about your skin. And I'm launching that so, you know, it's an opportunity to get in on the founding members price. So again, like I said, you can visit teramana.com forward slash skincare to see all of those and to get your free class. Now I hope you enjoyed this episode and remember protect yourself Please take your skin, a moment to subscribe and leave a review it means your a little. lot to me. anyone and you your know who helps younger, me reach more people to have help more them understand of these important conversations it is. So, And thank you treat for your, your time skin doing with the that. antioxidants to And combat also, are you an insider yet? Make sure to remember, sign up at terramana.com to get my free meditation. Connecting with yourself and self-vision. taking care of your skin is one I hope today's wake up impacted that. you in a way that you can have benefit your life. day. And this is you your next life. And it's meant to be lived your way. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.